It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. Have you ever had 48 hours that sort of feels like it has been your entire life? It's just nonstop chaos that continues to fall upon your head. To tell the truth, this really started about two and a half weeks ago. If you'll remember, I told you I had an unwelcomed visitor in my house that my dogs found. This little baby possum that just happened to wander into my house that I scooted into a little garbage can and took outside, of course, in heels and a dress and tried to get him to go out of the garbage can into the grass. And I had to take something to squish him out of there. He just was so happy in there to be away from the dogs, I guess. But as a result of that, I had to call an exterminator, which I did. And they were a no-kill exterminator called 911 Wildlife. And the man came out and told me after going into my attic because I had heard a monster above my head, as did the dogs as the three of us just about jumped out of our skin, well, fur and skin. He came and he set up this little cage, like maybe eight inches by 12 inches that was attached to my roof so that if anything were to come out of my house, which you know there was something in this house, you can't imagine things like that. It couldn't get back in. It had a one-way door. Sort of like Alice in Wonderland. I don't know. Just something about it made me feel like it was fairy taleish. And about a week or two went by, and I looked up and I saw that there's that little stick that was the indicator to show whether something went in or out was laying flat, which means whatever was in there came out. I breathed a sigh of relief, called the exterminator, and said, I think you can come and take that little cage down now because our friend has gone. He's flown the coop. Guy came back, went into the attic, set up traps because he also saw mouse droppings. And I specifically said to him, I don't want to know anything about anything you find. Nothing. Like, I want to pretend like you have never been here in my life when you come back. I don't want details, descriptions. I don't want to know if I'm safe or if I'm not safe. Don't talk to me about what you've seen in my attic. I'm extremely impressionable. He says, okay, no problem. Whatever you need, I'm here to take care. Since then, a couple weeks have gone by. And within the last 48 hours, I don't even know where to begin. Let's start with my daughter. She brought over her two dogs and decided to spend the night with me and my two dogs. Well, I love her dogs, but one of them, my mother would call this dog a hyena. <laughs> if you could just imagine. That dog is a hyena. It doesn't know how to sit. It doesn't know how to stay. It doesn't listen. It's a hyena. So once again, I've turned into my mother and I've tried to tell my daughter, can't you do something with this dog? Just shake a freaking can with pennies in it. Stop the dog from jumping. Do something. And she just laughs. She laughs. Mom, she's just a puppy. A puppy is a perfect time to teach. That's the age where you teach these animals to act like civilized beings. No. She would rather her two dogs run outside after we've just had a major rainstorm 
and come back into my house that's filled with hardwoods and carpet strips and muddy up the entire place. My dogs are 13 pounds together. So I can pretty much guarantee you we didn't do most of the damage. Until it was bedtime. She goes in her room. She locks the door. She leaves her two dogs out in the living room because they know they're not allowed to sleep with her. And my dog refuses to sleep with me if she knows that the other two dogs are in the living room. So she pees all over the carpets. And so it began. The next day, I woke up at 10 to 9 in the morning, and this was a Friday, and realized in 40 minutes I was supposed to be at my doctor's appointment. That's when all of this started. I had 40 minutes to get dressed, put on my makeup, brush my teeth, look like a human, and drive a half an hour to get to the hospital for a consultation with my oncologist. That's what set me into what became the tailspin of a story that I'm about to tell you. She says to me as I'm trying to leave the house, Mom, you know, your dog, Lucy, peed all over the carpets. I see little teeny spots everywhere. That's what I needed to hear as I'm rushing to get out of the house. I said to her, I need you to roll these carpets up. They are 14 foot by 3 foot runners. I said, I need you to roll them up and take them outside and put them in the courtyard and open them up, all four of them, because when I get back... I'm going to take a hose with detergent and I'm going to clean these suckers and then I'll deal with the dog. Begrudgingly, she does it. I go to the doctor who is my favorite doctor, even though we started off on bad terms. Imagine that, somebody not liking me. Could you imagine? How could someone not like me? (laughs) In fact, this time when I sat with her, she told me the truth. I was the least liked person patient in the oncology department. Really? Because I was a bitch. And because I said, I don't want to talk about things. And I didn't want to hear about things. And go get me somebody else because I don't believe you. I was in complete denial when I found out I had cancer. So I decided to just close my eyes and close my ears and treat everybody like shit. And then as I came around, I became everybody's favorite patient. Imagine that. I like when that kind of thing happens. You know, when you go from hot to cold or cold to hot and things really mesh, it means you really did a good job of representing yourself, finally. But I went there just for a consultation, just to talk and see how things were because she's leaving soon. Little did I know that I was going to wind up with having a blood test because she wanted me to have a scan of my abdomen before she left, which I did that day as well. And then I had to have a bone density test because she was considering putting me on a cancer preventative type medication, which can cause bone pain. She wanted to make sure I didn't have osteoporosis or osteopenia. So I went through all these tests that I didn't expect to go through while I knew that I had 14 foot carpet runners that may or may not properly be unrolled under the sun on my wood courtyard deck. See, those are the things that matter to me. It's not whether the cancers come back. It's whether my daughter did the right job with the carpets. That's who you're dealing with. I came back. She sort of haphazardly did what she could. And she was working on the last one as I walk in the door. This is three hours later. And I'm sort of devastated from the whole day at this point. And it's only 1130. 
I've only been up since 10 to 9. I'm shell-shocked. And I hear her yell out, Do you think you could lend me a hand? I thought to myself, She's got to frickin' be kidding me with that tone. Like, who does she think she's talking to? She's talking to somebody that's her mother with a tone. I have a tone. I said, No. Just do it. It's the only person that's in my small little vicinity of a world that I can say that to. No, I'm your mother. Do what I say. I don't care how old you are. Since then, I took a hose to those carpets and I took some pet stain detergent and I hosed them all down and I left them out there for a day. And don't you know, it rains And the next day, it rained. And then now I can smell this smell coming from these carpets. It's like that mildewy scent. And I went outside and I looked and I had a date that night. And I'm worried because I'm afraid the smell is coming in the house now and I don't know what to do. And so this guy shows up in his cowboy boots, which, you know what? I like the look, but I'll never get used to the fact that I'm dating somebody that wears cowboy boots. I just... I don't know. It's just that yin-yang thing going on in my head. So I mentioned to him, I've got this issue. I don't know what to do. The carpets are soaking wet. I don't know if I should leave them out there. I mean, I see that people have their garbage out front right now. This is that time where they come and they collect the big items. Maybe I should put them out there. As a guy, what would you suggest? Why I think that way, I don't know. But I never did this stuff growing up. I never had to make these kind of decisions as a wife. It was always my father or my husband. So a man that comes in, I naturally ask. He says, let me see the carpets. And he sees that they're pretty much soaking wet. He says, you really need to get these off the wood because they're becoming filled with mildew. You can smell it and it's going to be slippery on your wood when you pick them up. I wasn't sure if it was him talking or his boots. I said to him, all right, can you try and give me an idea of how to do this? Like, should I hang them over a fence? He said, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. He says, you got a pole? I said, yeah, I always carry one in my trunk. (laughs) You know, portable. He just looked at me. I said, okay, yes, I have a pole. We went in the garage and I had this metal pole. And he says, all right, bring it out here. Like he, it went right over his head, what I said with the pole. <sighs> we started to roll these carpets up. And, and I said to him, do you want me to give you a T-shirt or something so that you don't get wet? And he goes, no, we're going to be on a motorcycle. I'll dry. And I'm thinking to myself, yes, I'm going to be on the back of that motorcycle with somebody that's wet with mildewy water. I'm going to be the one that smells that smell. (laughs) Talk about being an ingrate. (laughs) So we roll them all up and he takes this pole and he says to me, let's stick the pole through the middle of the roll and let's pick it up and carry it out and hang it on the fence. I'm telling you, it felt like it was 500 pounds just on my end. I had to stop every three feet. We finally did it. We got all four hanging up. And I'm thinking to myself at this point, I should have just thrown this shit out. How do you get rid of this smell? Went out on that date. This man never stopped talking. I I don't get it. Do I bring that out in people? 
Like, I didn't even tell him that I'm in radio or did a podcast or anything. He just kept talking. He was as bad as any other radio guy that I've ever met. But the fact is, he was very, very smart, you know, brilliant with ADD. That's a combination. After we went to eat and we came back and I invited him in, you know, because it's the right thing to do. We sat down and we continued to talk. I finally had to say to him, you know, I'm tired. And it wasn't really that I was tired. My ears were tired. I couldn't listen anymore. I had no more space left in my brain. He was telling me about honeybees. Like, who gives a shit about honeybees? I want to know stuff that's going to apply to my life for the duration of my life, not something that you've read in an encyclopedia or that you're practicing. Like, he's got honeycombs. He's a bee master of some kind. On the other end, he teaches self-defense classes with guns. And he's a therapist. How do you do all three of those things and call yourself sane? I'm just saying. I mean, he was a nice guy, just too much for me. Everybody is too much for me right now. So, Guy, if you're listening, it wasn't necessarily your fault. You were a big help in the beginning, not so much at the end. The next day, I go out, I do errands, I come back, and I smell this smell. Damn. I don't know what the smell is. I smell it when I walk in my front door and I have a friend on his way over and here I go again. And this is just a friend. And I'm thinking, oh, someone's going to walk in this house and smell this smell. I can't get rid of the smell. <laughs> he comes over, walks in and he says, what's that smell? <laughs> I wanted to die. I said, I think it's the carpets that are hanging outside. So we go out and we smell the carpets. Can you picture two grown-ups just with their noses to carpet strips hanging from fences? And he says, I don't know. I don't know. I said, yeah, I think that's what it is. And, I, and we walk back in the house and we sit down and we're talking. And I had just cleaned the floors after my daughter's two hyenas had been in the house. And I used polish and I, I had them really shining and looking beautiful and I thought maybe it had to do with that. Maybe this stuff had to dry. And that's what was causing the aroma, the bad smell. We sat, we talked, he worked, I cleaned a little. Then I noticed a fly. And I don't like flies. I really don't. I was doing laundry at the same time. And another fly came into the laundry room. And I said to him, what is that? And he says, that's a horse fly. He says, I hate flies. I said, so do I. And so I ran into my bathroom and I grabbed a can of hairspray and I'm spraying this fly every time it comes near our face. And the next thing you see, there's another fly. And before you know it, I've seen six flies in my kitchen and laundry room while he's sitting there working on the computer and I am just beside myself. I now have an aroma. I have flies. I have a friend over that I'm not doing a very good job of impressing, and I'm doing laundry. He says to me, you know, it almost smells like something might be dead. And that's when it clicked. Oh, Lord. I said to him, you know, I had an exterminator here a couple weeks ago, and he set some traps upstairs in the attic, and that couldn't possibly be it. Could it? 
I don't want to know if that's the case. And he says, well, where in the attic? And I, I showed him. I pointed up and it was just above where we were sitting and talking. And as we're still in the same place, there are multiple flies flying everywhere. Picture me in a Hitchcock movie. My hair standing straight up in the air because I'm so freaked out over everything. In the middle of all, we hear this loud noise. The washing machine made some kind of talkback noise. We both looked in the direction and then continued to talk and try and figure out where that smell was coming from. Until about a half hour later, I realized that washing machine talk stopped completely. Went over and looked, played with it for a while, couldn't get it to start, it was filled with water, and of course the dog beds and blankets, because I thought that was the source of the odor. It was nonstop. So, we can't get the washer to work. All of a sudden, I start to smell something burning, you know, like rubber burning smell. So I quickly unplugged the washing machine. I called the exterminators. Man, if I'm telling this in order, it doesn't even matter because it's all, like I said, chaotic. Everything happened at the same time. I called the carpet cleaner. I called the exterminator. And I called Home Depot to find out if I had a warranty on the washer. <sighs> He says to me, I think it's time that I leave. I said, I think you're right because I'm about to lose it completely and I really don't want him to be here while I lose control. So he goes. It was wonderful to at least have some sanity during the day. The next morning, the carpet guy shows up and he says to me, you did what? I said, well, I thought I was doing the right thing. You know, the dog peed all over everything and I... And I needed to get it out of the house in a hurry, and it was the weekend, and I knew you weren't around. And he goes, don't you ever do this again. Do you know how much work I have to do now to get all that extra water and all that mildew and all that smell? He says, you should have just called me. Like he's known me for my whole life. I said, you know, okay. He goes, no, that's not good enough. He says, you tell me right now, Drew, I will never do this again. This is how he talks to me. I said, okay, I promise. I promise. Then he says to me, what is that smell? <laughs> I just wanted to die. I said, I thought it was the carpets. He goes, no, that is not the carpets. He says, when was the last time you changed the filters in this air conditioning? I said, honest to God, I don't know. Some guy that was here, whoever it was, whether it was a boyfriend or a man I'd been living with or whoever must have done something because I've never done it. And he just stood there and looked at me. And I said, you know, I don't need to explain myself to you. He says, I got this. Where is your unit? I said, what unit? Again, I get the look. And he tilts his head and he goes, do you not know what I'm talking about? I said, do you mean the air conditioning? He goes, yes. I said, in the attic. And he goes up in the attic. He drops this filter down so I can see it. He goes, Look at this. Like, I don't even know what it's supposed to look like. And so I look at the thing and he goes, is this the only unit? I said, no, I think there's two. Where's the other one? And he stands up and I hear him hit his head on the ceiling. <laughs> I said, um, Drew, I think it's on the other side, but I've never been in my attic. So it shouldn't be too hard to spot. 
And I said, but watch out because there's supposed to be traps up there. He says, oh, no, there's no traps. He says, but I do see lots of feces from mice or rats. He says, there's a lot of it up here. I said, thank you so much for sharing that. I need more on my head. So he comes down with the two dirty filters. I just happen to have one that he replaced. He goes out and he starts cleaning the carpets. The exterminator shows up at the same time he's out cleaning the carpets. I look at the exterminator and I said to him, remember what I said. No matter what's up there, you don't tell me because I'm impressionable. Remember I said that? He goes, yes, I do remember that, Miss Robin. And I said, do you smell anything? He says, yes, ma'am, I do. He says, looks like we caught ourselves a critter. I wanted to die right there in place. He goes up in the attic. I went in the other room, closed my bedroom door because I wanted nothing to do with either one of them at that point. Came out about 10, 15 minutes later. He says, well, looks like your aroma problem's going to be over. He says, caught myself a good one up there. I said, oh my God, what is wrong with you? I told you I don't want to know this. I'm going to have nightmares. He says, oh, it's nothing. It was just, you know, he says, one out of the four traps caught me a big one. He says, but that's not what was causing the odor. He says, it was the maggots. I said to him, shut up. Just shut up. Take your maggots and get the fuck out of my house. He starts to laugh at me as the carpet guy comes in yelling at me. Do you see the extra work you have me doing with these carpet strips? And then he sees this guy standing there and he starts to laugh. He goes, you must be the exterminator. So the two of them are talking about me and my mishaps. And I escape again into the other room because I just can't handle it anymore. I said to both of them, I'm going to Home Depot. I'm going to buy another filter for the other air conditioner and a washer. All of this happened in one day. Who lives like this? Like, what did I do to deserve it? Go to Home Depot and I look at eight different washers. I looked at the cubic inch differences between them and the prices. And I said, all right, I'll take this one. She says, wait, don't you need an explanation or anything? I said, no. I just want to buy a washer and I want to make sure that they'll deliver it and that they'll take the other one out. She says to me, have you had a rough day? I said, yes. She says, darling, you come over here and sit that pretty rear end right down in that chair and I'm going to take care of you pretty right now. And I looked at her and I thought, well, you know, this is probably why I've had such a rough day so I could meet such a sweet woman. (laughs) I loved it. And she wrote up the order and she asked me if there was anything she could do. And I tried to tell her some of the things that had gone on during the day. And she sort of looked at me cross-eyed and I realized that I was just rambling. Maybe what you're thinking right now. But the long and short of it is, I have a new washer coming on Monday. Whatever animal was up in the attic is dead and gone with its innards. There are three more traps waiting. So I'll probably go through this again with that smell. My floors are cleaned and sparkling and dog-free. My carpets are now in the garage drying professionally from my carpet cleaner guy, who I found out does everything. Isn't it true that when you hire a guy to come to your house and do whatever, let's say power wash, 
don't you as a woman ask him when he's there? So, you know, you did such a good job with the fence. What else do you do? Because isn't it true that we always want one man that can fix everything so we don't have to deal with multiple men's problems and OCD issues and telling us what to do? Just one guy that knows how to fix it all. And this man does. Yes, he yelled at me, but you know what? I did a stupid thing and I deserved it, but I learned and I now know not to ever do that again, but I also know that he set himself up for every single thing I need done. I can call him. Hi, Drew. Busy? Could you come over just for a little bit? I have one little thing I need you to fix. It's just the toilet. That's all. You see? I know men love to feel needed, but women love to have a man that they can run to. So it's a multiple issue solved by both. So while my carpet guy was up in the attic doing whatever he was doing with the filters, and then after he left, after he cleaned the carpets and laid them out in the garage, about a half hour goes by, everybody's out of my house, and I realize the air conditioning is not running. (laughs) I thought to myself, is there anything else that could happen today? I called him up and I said, Drew, is there any possibility you might have touched something up in the attic that shut off the AC? And he says, well, you know, there was a switch up there and I, I thought I turned it back on after I put the clean filter back in. He says, but, you know, if you go up, it's right on the left. It's on a post. I said, Wait, I have to go up into my attic? Well, you know, you only have to go up, you know, and look right to your left. Well, that's how my day ended. I went into the attic, hyperventilating as I walked up each step because I was afraid that there'd be some kind of animal up there that was going to grab me before I could grab it. I saw the pole, not the kind of pole that I have in my trunk. And I saw the two switches on it like light switches. One was up and one was down. I said to him, which way are they supposed to be? I was so afraid to look at anything but the pole. Like, I don't ever want to go up there again in my whole life. I adjusted the switch. Bingo! Air conditioning comes on. And he's now apologizing to me. Honey, I am so sorry. I thought I turned it on. I thought I did the right thing. I said, it's all right. Everybody's good. I'm going to have a drink. And that was the last two days. Is your life as crazy as that? Really? You couldn't even try to have as crazy a life as I do. Nobody could come close. So it's just another day in the life of a sugar mom. I seem to think it's more appropriately called Robin's World. And uh, my house smells good now. All issues are done and taken care of. It's over. Yay! No more flies. On Thursdays, you could hear the normal Robin, where I talk about ovarian cancer. It's called Lemons to Lemonade, and it's my survival story as I am an ovarian cancer survivor, although you'd never know it after the story I just told you. (laughs) 
oh, I can't even make it through two days of bullshit, let alone three years of cancer. But anyway, take a listen on Thursdays. It's called Lemons to Lemonade. You can hear it on any podcast platform, whether it's iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, it doesn't matter. You can download if you've missed from the past. It's all free, and it's all for your listening enjoyment. And the Lemons to Lemonade series is more about humility and me pointing a couple things out to you to help you see what might be going on inside your own body and not to avoid what could possibly turn out to be a catastrophic problem. I thank you very much for spending this time with me. Leave a comment or a review if you like. Tell me something crazy that's gone on in your life. You can do it on any one of those podcast platforms. And if you leave your email address and your t-shirt size, I'll send you a Sugar Mom t-shirt. What do you think? I think you'd like it. Looks just like the logo on the podcast page. Good to talk. As always, until next time, it's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. A Westwood One podcast production.